WAUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Grace Warner. And I'm Abby Grise. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. This week, we're talking molecular chemistry. A group of doctoral students have created what they're calling the Nano Bobcat. You'll hear about both the chemistry and physics of the project. All that is coming up right here on The Outlet. A team of doctoral students have been hard at work for the past nine months. But what on exactly? Our co-host Abby has the details about the project, as well as the chemistry behind it. In the Clippinger Laboratories, Ohio University students are demonstrating the process they use to build a car. Not just any car, something called a nanocar. Okay, so just what is a nanocar? Well, to get a good understanding, we need to go back to some basic chemistry an explanation of tiny units of measurement, and get some help with the use of our imaginations and Legos. First, a quick refresher on some basic chemistry. So remember from your high school chemistry days, atoms are the basic unit of a chemical, and molecules are a group of atoms bonded together. For example, take water, H2O. Each molecule of water is made up of two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. OU's nanocar, which they've named the Nano Bobcat, is made up of carbon atoms, nitrogen atoms, hydrogen atoms, and oxygen atoms. All those are bonded together into molecules in different formations, and all in all, the car is made of 650 atoms, but only five molecules. Here's Dr. Eric Masson to explain more on how the nanocar is constructed. So a molecule is a group of atoms, right? So that's one molecule. There are four wheels, so that's four molecules, and the fifth one is the frame. So it's five molecules interlocked into one piece. But those five molecules are only four nanometers in length. Okay, now let's try and understand tiny units of measurement. Because after all, what the heck is a nanometer? Picture the measurement of a meter. It's like the length of a guitar or a baseball bat. Now divide that length by one billion. Each of those pieces would be a nanometer. But that's still incredibly hard to visualize, so try this. Take your meter again. Divide it by 10. That's a decimeter. Divide that by 10. That's a centimeter. Divide that by 10. That's a millimeter. Divide that by 1,000, and you get a micrometer. Now divide that micrometer by 1,000, and that is a nanometer. To give you some perspective on just how small that is, the thickness of one piece of normal printer paper is about 100,000 nanometers. A single strand of hair is about 80 to 100,000 nanometers wide. That's small. So small, it's not even visible to the naked eye. So we've covered chemistry and nano measurements. Now let's use some imagination and Legos. Think of how you build a little toy car out of Legos. There's four wheels, a base piece, and then axles to connect the wheels to the base. This is essentially how the Nano Bobcat is set up. The way it's built is we, we, prep, so we have different building blocks, so different uh, small molecules that we connect to one another until we get the frame of the car. So the frame of our car looks like an H, where you've got the uh, main axle, you've got, two, um, you've got two axles for the wheels, so it looks like an H. And then on each tip of the H, we put a wheel. So we have this teeny tiny little car. 
and there's a bunch of chemistry that went into creating it. But what's the point? What is all this for? Well, the world's first ever nanocar race will be held in Toulouse, France in October. The design of the car came from Dr. Eric Masson, an associate professor and the graduate chair in the chemistry department at OU. A colleague of his, Dr. Saul Hala, who works in physics, approached Masson about entering the race all the way back in January. Hala registered OU for the race, and then Masson got to work. I spent the next, I would say, a couple of weeks to design the car, so the structure of the molecule that would look like a car, and then my students spent uh, at least uh, four months uh, synthesizing, so preparing the molecule, preparing the car in the, in the lab. The Nano Bobcat project is split into two teams. Dr. Masson's team handled the chemistry side of things, and Dr. Hala's group handled the physics side. The chemistry group consists of doctoral students Mersad Raisi, Kondor Laurel Kalturi, Ramin Rabani, and postdoctoral fellow Dr. Kartikayan Paramal. Rabani explained how they each had a specific role when working with the nano car. I helped Rao and Mersad for, uh, for synthesizing the, the main body of the car. So if you saw the, uh, the schematic of the car, it's like an H alphabet. So that line, the big line of the H, I made that. And Rao and Mersad, they made another part and put uh, the, the wheels on it. This is Mersad Raisi. Assembling part of the molecule was the toughest part. Uh, we were struggling there, but at the end, we were able to, to make the molecule. To make the molecule. So, try and imagine working on something for almost a year without even being able to see it with your naked eye. That's what it's been like for OU's team, as well as several other teams from around the globe in preparation for this nano car race. The teams competing alongside Ohio are Switzerland, Germany, Japan, France, and one from Rice University here in the U.S. But OU's team is confident in the nanobobcat. For us, it's exactly a car. The shape is exactly like a car. And uh, something interesting about our car is that our wheels, they have motion exactly like a car. So the wheels are turning. But for others, I think it's a little bit maybe different. And we hope that we can do it even the race. And next month, their tiny car will be put to the big test. For The Outlet, I'm Abby Grizzay. Now that you have an idea of what this project is, let's take it to the physics side of the Nano Bobcat. Our co-host Grace sat down for a phone interview with OU physics professor Dr. Saw Hala. He is currently testing the Nano Bobcat at the Argonne National Laboratory outside of Chicago. Can you go ahead and explain the process of how the car exactly moves? I read that it was uh, using shock waves. In a way, like a shock waves, but actually this is with electrical energy. So what we want to do is uh, we are applying uh, electric energy from a scanning tunneling microscope tip. That's very sharp a needle, and um, the we can apply at the different parts of the car to move, to drive. We can uh, we can apply at the back of the car. Uh, if we want to turn, we have uh, points in the car which 
accepts the electrical energy. So we can uh, we can use those points in order to turn either left or the right. That's the idea. Oh, okay, I see. So how can you see the car? These cars are so small, you can't see. And uh, and there's a special microscope called scanning tunneling microscope. It basically uses this little needle to sense the the car at the atomic scale. And we use the same needle to uh, to drive, uh, to apply the electrical energy. And we can pinpoint whatever we want to on the car, different parts of the car, and apply the electrical energy. And the car uses that electrical energy to drive or either to turn. What has been the hardest part about testing the car? The hardest part for us right now is, um, you know, to get those cars on on the gold uh, surface. So we use the gold single crystal. Uh, it's atomically clean, and we have to to uh, put those cars onto the gold. You see, these cars are so small, um, and uh, you can't even see with your naked eyes, and and so. To put those cars onto the surface to drive itself is a technology, oh, sure. and uh, and we need to uh, we use call, uh, we use a technique called thermal evaporation. That's the uh, we put the car uh, molecules, of course, uh, into uh, a little um, tantalum uh, tube, and we heat heat them up. So they basically fly off from the tantalum tube, and they land on gold substrate. It's like Mars rover, you know, we sent the Mars rover to the Mars and it has to land first before you drive that Mars rover. Same thing, very similar process, but in nanoscale. What are some of the requirements um, in order to compete in this race that you had to accomplish? Well, there are sets of rules that we agree upon. So uh, now we have uh, six teams and, uh, and I think the requirements are very simple. We have to be able to uh, deliver uh, or, or, or land these molecular cars on a surface, and we have to drive with either electric fuel or electrical energy. We must not use uh, uh, other energy sources like light, or we must not use to push the car around with the our tip. That also could be possible, but then we are not driving, we are pushing car, right? So if you if you, you just think about this, you, you if you are driving on the way and, and then your car, you know, break down and then you have to push the car to to reach somewhere, it doesn't work, it's not driving, it's pushing. So we have to use the electric or energy or electrons uh, in a way to drive. Those are the rules and if you meet the rules, you can compete. Also, I read in the article um, that this takes place over two days. Is that correct? That's correct. So why is it um, over the span of two days? Yeah, so, you know, that's the interesting point because, <laughs> well, in our world, when we drive, we have to drive two days. I mean, we can reach quite far, isn't it? Um, okay, here is the way. We have to drive. And then we have to take the image that we actually oh, have driven the car, and uh, and it takes some time to take the image. So it's like a segmented uh, a driving. So and then you drive again to a little bit, a few nanometers, and then again you take the image and make sure that you are okay, and you avoided all the obstacles. Those are made by the single atoms, 
uh, there's a track and uh, you are along the track. We have to show that we can turn the car, we avoid the obstacles and so on. What's your next step if uh, you succeed in this race? Well, uh, it re we don't know yet. We believe we will be able to, uh, you know, uh, succeed, but uh, that's solely every other team. Mm -hmm. uh, but important thing for us is after this, we want to publish our car and scientific point of view. We have to uh, do research on how the energy is used because this is itself the car itself is a development, so uh, it's an innovation, and so we need to learn about these little molecules how it behaves and all these things in more detail. We are learning right now, but we need to publish those results. And uh, and that will be the scientific advance. So uh, we should do that. And we plan oh. to do that. Well, it was so great talking with you. And really nice talking to you. Yes, it was great talking to you. Good luck in your race in Thank France. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Grace, for that interview. You know, looking at the chemistry side of things and now the physics side of things, I think it's so interesting just how long this race takes. Because the nano car is so small, you would think that it takes a second, but it's actually quite the opposite. Yeah, when I read that it takes two days, I was shocked and had to know why the process exactly takes so long. So it was very interesting to hear um, Professor Hala talk about the step-by-step -step process that they have to take in order to complete the race. And the Nano Car Race will actually be broadcast live on October 14th and 15th. We will include the link for that down in the description of the episode below. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. The outlet is co-produced and co-hosted each week by me, Abby Grisey, and Grace Warner. We're edited by Atish Baidia, Susan Tebin, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant. Our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to the outlet on iTunes or find us online at woub.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at outlet underscore woub. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening.